When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My ideal worldview is that we get to a point where artists have sovereign businesses and record labels do not hold us um, as slaves and they don't hold our IP hostage. I would like to see a world where fans can contribute directly to artists and we kind of level the playing field. What is the music industry and in terms of streaming right now? Like, it's just a bunch of companies that decided, hey, you know, we'll put the stuff up, we'll put a price on how much people get to get uh, get to access it. I'm DJ Semtex. This is the Hip Hop Raise Me podcast. And, you know, I've got a very, very special episode today. We're, we're in the middle of a situation where there's an auction going on. Yeah, this, this sounds crazy already, right? We meet today is Halik Mal. How you doing, bro? I'm good, fam. How are you? I'm, I'm, I'm chilling. I'm good. I'm good. Now, do you want to explain what the auction is that we're witnessing right now? Yo, so basically, I put up my song as an NFT and yeah, 25 ETH. That's basically $100,000 right there. Instant direct. Two hours. Okay. Right. Yo, bro, you're going to have to work with me today. A lot of us Still in Web 2.0. Today's going to be all about Web 3.0. We're talking about technological changes that are affecting art, music, and so forth. And Halik, you're an artist who's embraced the Web 2.0 world. You've embraced like the whole thing with blockchain and everything. And just to, to, to get this clear, you're in the middle of an auction for one song, and somebody just offered 100K for one song in two hours. Yep, basically that's the situation. That's exactly exactly how you say it. It's exactly how it is. Yep. How you feeling right now? I'm feeling crazy, dog. Like, this is my high, <laughs> my high sale yet. I mean, yeah, the, my high sale before this was about 80 racks, you know? Right. So, yeah, this is um, this is definitely breaking a record um, again, which is kind of crazy for myself. Um, so we're just looking to, to keep expanding and keep building. And all this is uh, funds that then go back into building out the wider journey of me as an artist, you know, because this project, you know, what what I did essentially was I split up my project. It's an eight song project and I split it up into two halves. So a couple months ago, I dropped four of the songs and right. those songs sold for like a quarter million. Right. And then, yeah, those all sold for a quarter million. And then now we still got four more songs to drop. You know, um, and of one of those songs is actually a. Uh, I can't even say we got a we got a real special feature though. We got some okay. real, some real cool things happening. Okay. Okay. Let me just put this in perspective. Today, right now, as we're recording this podcast, Halik Mall has a track on auction 
Well, I appreciate you taking the time out to talk to me because I, I don't know if I could do this right now if I had somebody offering that kind of money for one of my tracks. <laughs> I mean, I'd be like, Yo, Seb, let's do this another day, yeah? Like, you know. You, you <laughs> so, but, but this, is, this is really, really good because, you know, we can experience this in real time with you. So someone has offered you 25 Ethereum, which is 100 grand. Yeah. Um, what does that person get for that song? Um, so when they buy one of my NFTs, they're actually getting my native token um, called Inner. So Inner brings you into my inner world, which is like basically a place where my fans and collectors and people that want to be a part of Halit Mall's universe gather. So this will then become a method of exchange for things like merchandise and, and, my, and my works in the future. Um, so all of this right now is the foundational um experience you know people we haven't even really opened up all the things that we want to do from the music videos to the live show to all of that all of these funds are going into building the, a very rich experience for people that you know tap in with me this is mind-blowing it's absolutely yeah. mind-blowing um and the track that's up for auction is it's called violet right yeah it's called violet so you know, uh, straight up some dance hall, some dance hall, you know. Um, but you know, my my whole style right now is is meshing the dance hall and the experimental music and the electronic music, you know, and and rap and and really putting it all together, you know. I, I want to put Barbados on the map, you know. I I think that Barbados is going to be the center of so much art and culture over the next four to five years people won't believe it that such a small country could just generate so much current so much electricity you know so we we really really on on the come up and, and i look at myself as the leader of that movement you feel me crazy and and yo you guys kick the queen out it's like gone shut down lock off got, got rid of her like it, it... Are we bring in the next queen <laughs> Riri, bring in Queen Riri. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's dope. And it's dope she got honored as well recently, right? Yeah, so she's a national hero now, you know? So that's, that's more that's more current, more electricity. She's the true leader. She's the true leader. I just, I, I, I second command. Mm. Wow. <laughs> that's crazy, man. That's crazy. Yeah, fam. Let, let's go back to this Violet track that someone's offered to pay 100K for. Now, uh -huh. all right. You, you're putting out music as NFTs. That's a radical shift from the traditional thing that we know as streaming, right? And, you know, over the years, we've had different ways of listening to music, like be it vinyl, CDs, MP3s, then streaming came along. Like, NFT is the next, it's the next thing. Why, why have you embraced it so early? Because, fam, I'm a businessman, you know? Like, I look at this thing and I really understand what it is i feel like when i was doing music under a label you know because i've had the experience of doing music as an independent because i've been doing music for a long time mm. i came out in 2011 with like flatbush zombies and all of yeah. them you know as those are my people that was when i started off making music so you know that was the blog era and i saw how easy that was like a basically a niche and an open world for us to put out music now in a way that wasn't crowded by the record label system, 
And it's the same thing now with crypto and Web3. Artists that got into crypto and Web3 early, I was able to really like dominate and build. They're the mm-hmm. ones that are that's like uh, prospering now. So for me, it was a no-brainer stepping into that. Um, it was a no-brainer stepping up, stepping into that world. Mm-hmm. You know, so as we continue to build and create more and more opportunities, it's just gonna make it um, more more of a thing. You know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that scared of it. I don't understand it. I think it's confusing, but it's just as simple as I put up a record and someone decides to value it at a certain amount of money, you know? And it's not even about money at that point. It's about what they feel. Because at the end of the day, they could stream the song for free. They could play it for free, you mm-hmm. know? But it's like, they feel like they want to have ownership over it in the sense that like they want to take that on or they want to support that artist. And I think that that in and of itself is something on a different level, you know, on another level that's like very, very um, specific to this world. Where like with the record label, for me to get that same quarter million, I say a hundred thousand, they would carry me through the ringer. They would make it so difficult for me. You know, they would try and get all types of like streaming metrics to define my value, right? Mm-hmm. But I always knew that my mind was bright, and I always knew that like how I felt about my work. And I know when people listen to my work. It was never about the quality of it. It was about how many people was listening and whether or not I could generate enough money. So now we create a system where you don't have to pay ten dollars, you know, a, a month to get access to the music. You know what I'm saying? And there's a way to verifiably own that digital asset. You know what I'm saying? It just it just made more sense to me as far as how we should be operating with this stuff. Um, yeah, this project to me and you know the. Way we're building the business around my token ultimately feels like something way more real than the, the music industry. Like a lot of people are talking about this shit is fake. It's a scam. Boom, boom, boom. Mm. But when you really look at it, what is the music industry and in terms of streaming right now, like it's just a bunch of companies that decided, Hey, you know, we'll put the stuff up. We'll put a price on how much people get to get, uh, get to access it. But ultimately it's not doing anything for the artists, unless you're making like a whole ton of views. Mm. So that's my ethos as far as getting into it. Also, as an artist from the Caribbean, uh, namely Barbados, I've seen how geologically the internet has kind of uh, shafted some of our artists, you know? So I'm, I, I, I kind of feel like I'm a creating an alternative path for artists in countries that have less access to monetization and things like that. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You may have heard of the podcast Juicy Scoop. Wondered what it is? Why aren't you listening? Well, I'm its host. Created it. Been doing it for seven years. I'm Heather McDonald of Juicy Scoop with Heather McDonald. Now, I could tell you why you should be listening to my show, but my listeners wanted to write the ad for me, and here are some of the things they said. 
not your regular juicy podcast. Catch up on all the juicy topics from Hollywood and pop culture to true crime and beyond. Heather McDonald's Juicy Scoop always has great guests, great laughs, and great gossip. It's a comedian's take on the hottest headlines. Juicy Scoop is the pop culture news you want to hear. No BS, no filter, no filler. Raw, real, and in the moment. Throw in the hilarity of amazing comedians that you'll instantly be obsessed with, a juicy crime story, and a dash of normal life in L.A. moments, and you've got yourself an amazing week of Juicy Scoop. Two episodes every week, every Tuesday and Thursday. It will never let you down. It's safe to say that the central part of this conversation today is going to be about the track Violate, because, mm. look, the headline, you, you've been offered 100K for a track within two hours. Okay, that kind of getting over that. Like, as we go on. But, but let's say I offered 110K right now, right? Let's say I had that, that, that ETH in my wallet, right? So if I buy the track, can I do anything I want with it? No. Um, there's not really any stipulations on that. Um, I think people are speculating based on the fact that they get the token, which is part of my world. So the utility for that isn't necessarily revealed yet. But the whole point is, if their investment thesis is right, and Halit Mall becomes a superstar artist, you know what I'm saying? They definitely made that money back. You know right. what I'm saying? So it's like, that's kind of how I look at maybe some people, or some people just buy my stuff because they like the song. You know what I mean? So it's like, I, I've seen both. I've, I've seen people speculate on it as, as a way to maybe flip, but I never go into this telling people, yo, you're going to do this and you're going to make this money. You know what I mean? I'm always like, yo, being fully transparent, like, yo, like this is what I'm offering. I'm giving everyone part ownership in the world out here, you know? And like, we have an opportunity to do something insane together. Could I, could I buy the track and then could I put it on streaming services and stream it myself if I'm the owner of the track? Could I do that? No, because uh, the track is owned by me. It's owned by Holy Ma. So it's not, the digital asset is what you own. When you buy an NFT, you own the token. So unless I say within my contract or my social contract that I have with you as the buyer that you have 100% ownership over it. Right. Uh, and actually something that I'm willing to experiment with. Like, don't right. get it twisted. I'm not on some shit like, ah, like I'll never give ownership to buyers. Like, I think... Right now, just based on this particular project inner, the mm. only reason I haven't done that is because I feel like thematically and what we've already started with, it would be unfair to offer 100% ownership for one song and not the other. Mm. Mm -hmm. do, do, do you think there's a, a day where you could create a song and be happy to take that, bro? You, you got it 100%. You want the rights to it? And you do everything with it. Do you, would you be yeah. comfortable with doing something like that? Yeah, why not? I mean, I make so much music, you know? It's like, to me, it kind of feel like if you're buying it and you own it, then just make sure you take care of it. It's like my child, you know? So, mm. um, but I'm willing to experiment with all types of ownership models, all types of ideas around music and what it could be, you know? Mm. So I'm not, I'm not even worried about that, like, I don't, I don't look at the stuff the same anymore, you know? It's right. like more all, this is all experimentation um, around intellectual property and ownership and how the fan and artist relationship can become deeper, you know? So once you start to understand that it's a more complex 
kind of thought process is you don't really trip off of that kind of shit because it's like, you know, it's not like a record label owning your life. Mm. Anything is better than that. So, you know, if I decide like, yo, I want to give my fan a hundred percent of, of something, you know, especially if they pay for it, like I think that's fair, you know? Mm. Yeah. All right. So Violate is a banger, right? Your time. Somebody owns the token, the NFT that the track is on. Mm-hmm. Is this track ever going to be available on streaming services or is it just wherever that token is posted, whatever wallet is in our site or whatever? Now we're, we're, we're currently exploring that. So like I said, people, when you buy one of the NFTs, you get inner tokens and the inner tokens make you a part of the, the DAO, the Decentralized Autonomous Organization, which is kind of just like a big club, fan mm-hmm. club. But it's crazier than a fan club because they have influence. So at this point, I try to use like words like very carefully. I don't want to use the word stakeholder, but these are people that can, we can work together and like make decisions on the future of the music. So if we feel like together, okay, well maybe we should put this on streaming, then sure, but I'm in no rush to put this music on streaming. And there's a point that I'm trying to prove there and that there's something very powerful with what we have. Mm. And we need to really, really foster that, you know, and, and understand the value of just putting up the music as NFTs. Because when people are listening to these songs, these they're listening to these songs without play count. You know what I mean? They're listening to these songs without YouTube comments. They're listening to these songs without all of the things that influence you psychologically to make you feel like, ah, oh, this is a good song or this is a bad song, you know? Um, and I, I mean, I pride myself on high fidelity, great mixing, great production, you know, great curation of, of my words, you mm-hmm. know? So I want people to feel that before they feel, you know, a hundred thousand views or even with this like bidding system, um, there's going to come a point where I just kind of probably just put up songs, with no price, just because I just want people to experience them, you know? Um, like right now, obviously we're in the very, very beginning stages of this story. So, you know, a lot of things are gonna change over time, but streaming is like probably the last thing on my priority list. Um, but that being said, if, if the community decides that we think that it makes sense, then we'll definitely go ahead with it. Okay. Somebody's gonna buy Violate, right? Yeah, um, I mean, whoever, Whoever wins this wins this auction that's running right now. So how will I be able to listen to it once this auction is complete? You just you can just go on catalog and stream it. So all these songs are available for anyone to stream free straight from catalog's website. Right. And what and what is catalog? So catalog is a web three music platform that's meant to give musicians ownership over their music on the blockchain. So I go on catalog. I pick my song, I pick my cover art, I give a little description, all those things, and then I upload it. I pay a little money. Um, so in this t- song in particular, I probably paid like 300 US all, all together to upload it. Mm-hmm. And then I, I can set a price and everything and then it'll, someone will buy it or not, you know? But it's like, if I'm a painter and I made a painting, mm-hmm. I always have that painting, right? If someone comes to my house and they like it, they can buy it. So I, that's how kind of how I like, how, uh, how I look at it. It's like, you know, it's, it's a dope piece that's there. And people so feel inclined to, you know, want to exchange uh, value for it, then they can. Okay. Okay. That's, that's crazy, crazy, crazy off the wall 
interesting because this this is very very new, right? This is people listening right now that that I don't think they're going to be able to comprehend what's going on because you know I said to someone the other day like we, you know we need to work out a strategy for Web two point and Web three point and they were like what the fuck's a Web three point so <laughs> it's like is the is there a danger that you may like like it, it might for people who are a little not sure about blockchain and NFTs and everything you think that there's a danger that it might scare some people off? That's with any new technology. I mean, there was people. There was people that was looking at the internet crazy, and people that were looking at social media crazy. People that was looking at uh, phones with cameras crazy. You know, um, this is just the world that we live in. There's, you know, that's what you know. We had witch hunts for these kind of things, for any any revolutionary concept is oftentimes rejected by the mass populace and then the rest of the world slowly but surely integrates so it's all about being responsible and thinking with your own brain i'm not telling anybody to go ahead and do this it don't make sense to you you don't have to pursue it but what i will say is that if you're interested in sovereign artists businesses mm. either for yourself or you know as somebody that is a uh appreciator of art then you should definitely think about it and then even if you want to talk about the financial aspects of crypto there's just so many liberating things concepts that make people understand a lot more complex uh processes that happen in regular life mm -hmm. so you know even in banking there's so many things that people understand now with like investing and things like that that crypto just makes so much easier um, my hope is that we empower a lot of people all over the world. Um, we're able to bank the unbanked and, and make people feel apart, you know, because that's really what it is. There's a lot of people on this planet that don't feel a part of the of what's going on, and they kind of get to to watch from the sidelines. So like people get to see stocks go up and stuff on the sidelines. They can't they can't participate. They can't you know like I feel like this is gonna change all that. It's gonna open up the whole planet. And then you're going to have a more diverse palette for art and and culture because more people are going to have say, you know. So it's, it's just about, it's, it's how uh, the internet democratized and, and uh, communication. I made it easier and faster. So now me and you are talking right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's the same way we went from sailing boats to flying planes. You know, right. all these things are... are are, have come to pass to make the world a better place. So you're trailblazing? Yeah, 100%. Pioneering? Yes. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, real thing. And I appreciate you for also being a pioneer and, and opening your eyes and ears to the revolution that's happening for real because, you know, regardless of how this goes, a lot of people's lives will be changed, you know, mm. and a lot of people's minds will be open to what's possible for the next however long and I, I said to somebody the other day that nfts because there's so many different ways you can use them right so you're, you're using them in a specific way right now at the moment so where you you you, you got an auction for a song and it's at a hundred ETH, no no a 25 ETH, which is a hundred thousand but you know an artist could give away a song 
and mint it. Do like a thousand copies. Like minting is when you're when you're duplicating that track and give it away to the fans. And then the fans can either decide to keep it or just be entrepreneurial and flip it and make money on it and sell it or whatever. It it really you know it's going to be economic empowerment, right? Because I've I've never seen a situation where there is actually an opportunity for artists to give back to their fans and you know empower them financially. Crazy, right? Yeah, I mean, um, the closest thing that you see is like people reselling merch. That's probably it, right? Or like if it's like, if you're like a legendary band or something like the Beatles or something, you got like a mm-hmm. rare test person or something like that. Like these were the things that people valued, but. We live in a digital world, so obviously now these concepts would were bound to evolve. So where we're at now is just the next level of that. It was just basically us taking all those things that we love. We covet these pieces from these artists. A mm. lot of people support musicians for free. You mm. know, we all put it for free. We all post our data on the internet for free. You know, so the fact that we can actually now quantify our thoughts and things like that and like put you know, a sticker price on that, or even just literally just say, hey, this is my gift to you, and I don't have to mail something to your house, mm. and it's something you can use or, or consume is actually kind of crazy, you know? Um, and we've been inching towards it, you know? Like, people have been doing stuff like, you know, I don't know if you, you, uh, you know, plug-in companies, for example, like when they're selling you, like, VSTs, and they'll be like, hey, take this take this token of our appreciation, and here's a, a coupon yeah, code. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So... We've, we've been, there have been other ways that companies have done this in like different mm. different areas, but now it's like, now we can do it with music. And I think that'll be very interesting. So all of this is new, but all of this has been done before. Like high key, low key. I think the only thing that has really, really changed is the permanence of the, of the actual pieces. So the fact that it's permanent, um, a lot of this work, once it goes up online and into Ethereum, it's it's immutable. You know, it can't be changed for the most part, um, unless you make it so. Um, and then I think also the system that is being delivered through, because it's decentralized and it's distributed all over the planet, it makes it a lot harder to control by governments or sing- centralized organizations, which for the better or for the worse, um, will empower a lot of people. All right, Halik, we you know we met we met in a Twitter Spaces room last week, and yeah. that, that that was that was fasc- that was fascinating, you know, and and it's interesting, you know, what what you said about the blog ever before, because that's what I felt like when I was in the room. It felt like it was that time again where it was like, you know, there was a degree of freedom of choice of music, and you know, it wasn't. You know, it it wasn't as heavily marketed. It's it's just like it felt it, it it feels like we're on the brink of something crazy happening in a good way, like revolutionary. You know, in the way that we consume art and music. I actually wrote about that today. So, where where do you see this going? Like, what do you think this whole thing's gonna look like five years from now? <sighs> I mean. It could go either way, right? Um, my ideal, my ideal view, worldview is that we get to a point where artists have sovereign businesses and record labels do not hold us 
um, as slaves, um, and they don't hold our IP hostage. Um, I would like to see a world where fans can contribute directly to artists and we kind of level the playing field as far as, because we're so much more than just a speculative asset for people, you know, and the record labels know that they, they know that we are influential. So we change culture. We give people joy. We make people cry, right? People associate music with moments in their life. So I think for the most part, I would like to see that revered a bit more. And I would like to see the price of music reflect the price of like fine art in that music should be free to listen to. But if someone appreciates it to a certain level, they, sh they should be able to ascribe a value to it, you know? And I think that's going to change the way that we view the world. And this whole algorithm thing is it's not it's not something that, that helps people at the bottom. So if we can create opportunities now for unique styles and different approaches to art to be revered and, and pushed forward again, you know, I, I would love to see that. I would love to see a renaissance that unfolds and gives power to many, many different cultures and the world gets to learn about a lot of different stuff. I was so excited to see that people was watching Squid Game. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Because it's like, here's a Korean show that everybody's watching. You know what I mean? And I think that the world is ready for that now. So in the next five years, what, what we're, our influences are going to be is so much less Western or American per se, centric. Mm -hmm. And maybe the, the power of the algorithm is a lot less and people are more running towards more curated um, forms of, of information. So, you know, back in the day you had forums and things like that and that's where you would dig for information or samples or things mm. like that. And then we got the Twitter, Instagram world where like everything's instant. You can search anything in that mm. app <clears throat> and it's, it's algorithmic. Now I think people are going to start going towards more like curation, like more like where do I find the thing that no one else is looking at mm. because that is what's going to become value, the scarce, the unheard, the undiscovered. Mm. I, th I feel like I feel like that is definitely the NFT space right now. It, it is like, you know, it, it's like streaming's planet Earth. NFTs are planet Mars. Welcome. You know what I mean? It's like different. Like it's, um, it's fascinating. So you put out this track, Violet, right? And let's say, I mean, how does it work in terms of breaking bread with the producers? Like, you know, you know, the traditional way of selling music, you got the royalty rate for the for the the recording, then you got the writing and the writing splits with the writers of the track. How how do you how do you break that up when you're just selling well, one right item? Now, well, right now, me and my people have a, a contract, like verbally. You know, um, we're gonna actually finalize some things very soon because it's happened very fast. Mm. Uh, but these are people that I trust, right? These people I've been right. working with for a time and they trust me. So we've been kind of managing everything like that. Um, but in the future, what's going to happen is a lot of these splits and royalties are going to be handled by the smart contracts that run the platforms. So smart contracts are basically logic. So say, for example, you upload a song, Semtex featuring, you know, three artists mm. and a producer, right? So you got three artists, a producer, and Semtex. So that's five-way split. You could say everybody mm. get 20%. And yeah. they don't have to be friends with you. 
Every time people put money, sell it, resell it, boom, 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 y'all get money throughout the life of that song. You understand? So it's that's this technology does exist, but it's not integrated into every platform. So catalog doesn't have it, so you can split between multiple entities just yet. But mm-hmm. we're working on that. Um, and I feel like ultimately what's gonna happen is long term, you know, it's gonna be the world that you're gonna see is gonna be a lot less bureaucratic. So before to do splits, you need to go PRO, you know, um, la- uh, label, lawyer, everybody got to be in your business. Mm. Now it's just going to be like a couple clicks of a button and then all those splits and royalties will be um, sorted out by the technology. And you could do this with streaming too. You could have it where money is going in real time to the artist. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Wow. Wow, that's crazy. That's crazy. Imagine imagine your $10 a month for Spotify was getting split up into like fractions of cents mm. to like every single artist on the platform. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like that's how it should go. And in real time, that money was allocated whenever someone clicked play, but it was fully transparent, mm. right? Because that's what's supposed to happen. But you have intermediaries like distributors and label and so many people that supposed to do accounting, but the systems are a bit inefficient. So because of that, money gets lost and stuff like that. You know, it's sad. All right. So I started talking to you through Twitter Spaces, right? How how tell my audience about you? Where do I send them to go? Like, where where do I say like, yo, check out this guy, Halit Ma? He's got this new joint out. How do I tell? How do I tell my audience how to? Discover your music. My Twitter is the best place. You go on my Twitter. My Twitter has everything for now. Um, we're going to be putting up videos on YouTube and stuff. It's going to get more intense over time. But, um, you know, for right now, we're trying to build the culture in, in a very grassroots way. We want people to discover this naturally. I'm not trying to go for the hype thing. Like, I'm mm. not trying to get a zillion people on it right now. I just want dedicated people. You know, I hope that I, I turn you into a believer. You know what I mean? Oh you no, hey, bro, bro, I'm a, I'm, I'm talking. To, I'm a believer. I'm talking to you right now, right? It's yeah, like, it's, I'm sold. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. So like, that that's kind of my, 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 my style right now is like, is less mass, right. and it's less push, 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 and it's more, yo, you you get this, you understand where I'm coming from. All right, come come along with me, and we will build this together. That's how I look at it. So if you're a fan you know uh somebody that you know i'll play the music or utilize it in some kind of way you got idea for project is like i want all that to happen organically so we're doing it right now through twitter um ig is cool too you know but most of the activity around the drops and stuff i do on twitter i try not to post too much on ig just because that's not really you know also we have a discord so discord is really where everything goes down so my company holders land so we run an arts and tech institution in where it's called holders land um which is something we didn't really get into, but we have a discord there where like, it's all like West Indian African people, people from the diaspora interested in tech, but literally anyone can join mm-hmm. and, you know, contribute to the community. And the whole point is to build up um, West Indian and African intellectual property on the internet, on blockchain and beyond. So we have all these different channels where we can communicate um, below, you know what I mean? Like subterrain, level and then we got the surface level which is twitter and mm-hmm. the ig is like more surface but you know we we try our best to, to um feed people with info and 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 
create a different type of experience than just like snaps and 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 superficial things. Like we really, I really want to give people an experience like they know me, you know, mm-hmm. and they're like involved with the music and 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 they care about it. Okay, what what advice would you give to a new artist who, you know, hasn't released that much music, finding it hard to cut through, finding it hard to be heard? Like, what 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 advice would you give to that person right now, no matter where they are in the world? Um, what advice would I give? I would tell any new artist that's stepping into this thing to think very, very carefully about the impact that you want to have on the world. Don't think about popping off on viral anything, right? Because real art lasts, fam. All my favorite musicians are around still because they made something unique and special that people connected with on a deep personal level and they told a story that people couldn't get out of their heads, you know? And I think that was the mark of a great artist. And if you're coming into this thing and you just want to sell, then sell records or whatever, that's fine. But the longevity and the real money, the real currency comes with respect for the art form, you know? So definitely tap in with your elders. Um, look at how previous generations was crafting music and crafting art and looking at the world and apply that to what's going on now. Make your own decisions, obviously. Always try to be unique, but ultimately understand that there's a whole world of reference that you could build from. You know, I I, I worry that the, the art of reference is being lost mm. and the reverence for the older, the previous generation that laid the bricks is not there. And I really want the youth to embrace that because there's going to come a time that we're going to have to meet, you know, um, I was born in the last generation to probably have like, you know, to know like what, what life was like without like internet, internet like that. You know? uh, was born yeah. in- you have, if you understand where I'm coming from, fam, like, like, I no get smart. it. I get it. It's, it's, it's almost like, yo, this generation will never know that. And I, I, I don't, I don't want to sound like a moaning OG right now. I'm talking about from just purely the, the, the perception of never knowing about timelines that you check on your phone every 20 seconds. Like I see it, like all the, I see grown ass people doing it. So it affects everyone. But there was a time when that didn't exist. There was a time where you, you could, you know, live life without worrying about being on the gram or YouTube or whatever. You could make mistakes. You can't do that no more. Everything's captured. Everything's caught. It's mad. It's like it's like we're in one big Truman show right now. And it is. people are willingly contributing to it, participating for free. Yep. And that's basically where why blockchain is important. People are gonna become more sovereign individual individuals and understand the depth to their experience and why that is valuable. You know, and I think that that's that's what we need to get people to understand is like their individuality and you know their the the way that they put themselves out there is like this is all currency. And I mean beyond all that, beyond all that, it's just I think people are just gonna get to a point where they want to detach and get away. Cause like even as tacky as crypto is, like a lot of these people are like, yeah, like let's go to an island somewhere. Let's like go like in the country and relax and t- become one with nature. There's a lot of people that 
reject this, um, you know, hypercapitalist society, which is like, it's a weird, ironic thing that might be hard to understand until like you really like sit down and listen. But a lot of the ideologies are are holistic um, at the core. So I don't know if I'm, I, I try my best to see both sides and see where everybody's at, you know, like for real, for real, it is very important that we try not to lock into like one echo chamber of thought and we always open, you know? So if there's any advice for artists is like, keep your mind open and always, always try and seek new information. And as far as like this whole web tree thing is like, just be curious, talk to people, talk to people that you don't think that you would normally talk to. Don't be shy, join the rooms on Twitter or whatever, ask questions. Don't be afraid to sound stupid because someone has to learn. Everybody start at zero. Everybody start as a baby with no knowledge you know, of the world. So you have to, you have to be okay with being a baby again. <laughs> I hear that. Hey, where did you learn about Web 3.0? Where did you learn about all of this stuff? Like who, who, who put you onto it or, or wait? Yeah. How did, how did you, how did you find out about it or educate yourself? Yeah. I had a brethren that was deep, deep, deep into crypto in 2014 that introduced me to crypto. And then it was just years of just, you know, researching, asking him questions, annoying him, uh, getting to a, a better understanding of that. And, you know, this just came naturally. And then someone gave me a invite to Zora, which was the platform that I was minting. And I continue to mint on to this day. Um, and Hold on, so, hold on, hold on. What is Zora for people who don't know? Okay, Zora, Z-O-R-A. So Zora.co is a permissionless marketplace protocol. And what they do is they allow you to build NFT marketplaces with their technology. It's kind of crazy. So they're an NFT marketplace that allows you to build your own marketplaces. And it's also free, 100%. So really? When, yes. So when you upload on Zora, they don't take a cut percentage, nothing. So when you sell, like this piece that I, I'm selling right now, I am, I, I'm taking home all that ether. The you hundred, know. the full, yeah. I mean, sorry, the full, yeah, the full 25, the full 25. Yeah, full 25 ETH, yep. Okay. So, so could you, for people who may, again, like the people who may not know, so Zola is like, could just upload the music, the NFT, and then sell it on there? Or do you have to set up your own store first? Like, how does it work? Nah, you can just go on the site, connect. So you have to get a crypto wallet first. You get your crypto wallet, you put your Ethereum on it, um, and then you connect to the website. And then you take your media, whatever your media is, be it a song, text file, a picture, whatever. And then you just pay to upload it. And then people can decide to pay for it or not. So it's like, you know, it's like Tumblr. It's like when I post, it's like if you posted a picture on Tumblr, but people could just buy it. Right, 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 right. Yeah, it's actually it's as simple as that. Yeah, is it secure? Like you, you got a right now. You got a piece of work. Someone's offered a hundred grand. Like I'd, I'd be a bit edgy right now. You know. <laughs> no, nah, I mean because I've done it so much times now. Like we've dealt with the money, like in various varying sums. Uh, it doesn't bother me much. Uh, we. I do use like hardware protection. So I have a hardware wallet that's like 
USB stick and that, you know, holds some funds and I put money in different places and keep it safe and, you know, just, just prop, just like good hygiene, just practicing good hygiene around the way that you move your money and deal with it, you know? So I, that, that gives me a bit of, um, security and I don't, I don't ever worry that I'm going to get hacked or someone's going to take my shit. I kind of already have it set up in a way. And I also don't be wrong. I don't really, I try not to put myself in positions to make that happen. So I don't really click on links often. Um, and I, and I separate all of my, my devices that I do things with. So there's a lot of things that you can do to have safety. So, I mean, as 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 you said, there's learned behaviors that come as a result of people getting into cell phones. There's going to be learned behaviors that um, come as a result of people, you know, having crypto and things like that. So all these things are going to get more normalized. Um, and the thing is, it is more secure than most things. Like if someone took out your bank card right now, they could swipe it. Like with right. my crypto, like you can't authorize a transaction unless you have a whole host of things that allow you to access my work. You know, so that's just how it go. Right. All mm-hmm. right. It's very well, look, secure. Well, listen, you know, I'm going to leave you to it, man. Like, you know, you got an auction going on. <laughs> this has been fascinating. And, yo, make sure I get a Violate track so I can play it on my show, though, yeah? Yeah, no, nah, um, we're going to drop this to the email just now. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, we can premiere that. You know, tomorrow we're gonna big it up. Yeah, I, I I haven't got a hundred grand to pay for it though. I'm just just letting you know. <laughs> Slide you that we're gonna get that your farm. The the family online gonna love that shit too when right. they see that that shit went up. You know right, what right, I mean? Right. That's what I'm saying it's beautiful because it's like this sell and then like tomorrow you're gonna play it on the radio. It's like, psh, yeah, it's different. Yeah. Nah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Capital extra. 9 p.m. UK time, like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's people can tap in. So yeah, if I'm get on the yeah. rotation, so we got you got to let me know what we got to do. You yeah. know, your rotation. Yeah. All right, cool, man. Well, look, good luck, man, and thank you for taking the time out to do this. Like, and it's it's definitely been an education. I'm sure everyone listening has been equally educated as well. This is dope. Mad love, fam. Anytime you want to talk this stuff, this is what I do, and then. I should be in London in January too, so we, we can link up, Ira. Definitely, definitely. Let's connect, man. That's cool. I appreciate it, right? All right, it's cool, man. All right, thanks That's a lot. It.